Today on Labyrinth of the First Gen, we are going to talk to the One Love team. One Love is a beautiful organization that focuses specifically on the activism, on bringing voice and visibility, and education for allyship for the Black queer community based in St. Croix and the larger part of the U.S. Virgin Islands and the Caribbean. We're going to have a conversation with um, the president as well as board members who are a part of the One Love team. Here's a snippet of today's episode. Here is Jay, who is the president of One Love. We decided that we needed to be a part of not only the parade, but the movement that was growing in the Virgin Islands so that we can represent our people and show that we have always been here. We are born here. We're raised here. We give back to our community, not just in tax dollars, but, you know, in brain power. You know, we contribute to the development of the Virgin Islands. So that's really our reason for being, to for existing and being here and serving our population and doing the work that we do. This is season two of Labyrinth of the First Gen, where we will hear the stories and the wisdom of leaders of African descent to learn more about how they are creating paths and breaking barriers across Central America and the Caribbean. This is Labyrinth of the First Gen, where we are pioneers just by simply existing. My name is Jay, and my pronouns is he, him, they, them. I'm currently the president of One Love, and I've been with the organization since it was a UVI club at University of the Virgin Islands, because it was, it was founded at the university by some LGBTQ students. I've been with the organization since 2015. I am Bobby Thompson. I'm the vice president of the board of One Love. And I have been with One Love since it was, also since it was a student group. Uh, I'm Jamal Pato. I am the social media manager of One Love Inc. I have been a part of it since 2022. So I think I'm the I am the newest out of all of one, but I've been trying to get all that I can from it. So we're speaking about One Love. What I just heard from Jay is that it was a student group at the university. I want to hear a little bit of, um, more about that. What influenced the creation of One Love as an organization and who was involved in the development of One Love? Bobby was actually part of the founding founding fathers <laughs> that founded the UBI group. And it was Michael Rosario was the president back then. And he founded it because he received homophobic slurs from a fellow student in the classroom and the professor didn't do anything about it. So he wanted to create a safe space for LGBTQ students on campus. The way how I discovered One Love is I just kind of tailed one of my gay best friends to this meeting one day uphill. And that's where I met Bobby. So Bobby can speak more about the founding, founding of it. But I just, I basically know the history for times like this. <laughs> but Bobby, no, Bobby was actually there, boots on the ground when it first got developed. 
one of the first activities that we held was National Coming Out Day activity. Um, and that was really nerve-wracking. We didn't know how it was going to go over, um, but it was really well received. And we ended up doing um, uh, sort of like a bake sale, having cupcakes, like rainbow cupcakes, and in front of the student, the student center. It was start of good movement within One Love and the LGBT community. Well, I want to say, so say the start of LGBT community because of, because of course, me had LGBT, LGBT figures throughout history in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and then also there was Liberty Place is actually the first official organization in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So definitely want to recognize them as well. Can you talk more about the population that One Love serves in Saint Croix? So we serve the LGBTQ population, but with a focus on Black and Brown Caribbean LGBTQ people. We feel like that population is underrepresented when it comes to pride. So we try to create events and activities for them. But we also serve the ally population. So you would see that you would see a lot on the Facebook page that we do presentations that are geared towards the ally population and educating them about pronouns and brand, the different sexual orientations in the acronym and gender identity. And just trying to create that atmosphere of understanding and tolerance by default. But I feel like tolerance leads to acceptance. Like the more the more people know about it, the less fear is that they associate with the community and the more peace we create and the more acceptance we create in our community for the local LGBTQ population. Jay mentioned that One Love does a lot of work around allyship. And what does it mean to model creating acceptance in the LGBTQ population in St. Croix? He also talks about the history of why this was important for the organization in the first place. There is like a history behind that because we had our first parade in 20. And it was very controversial. It was extremely controversial. Uh, we received a lot of death threats and it kind of mirrored. I think Hugo, they said in Hugo, people were threatening to like have machine guns and like protect the grocery stores and stuff like that. So for some people, it kind of was like that where they were threaten threatening to shoot up the parade and shoot gays and stuff like that. So it was very controversial. And at the time, one of us actually afraid of joining the parade. But when we heard the radio shows and basically heard them reducing the LGBTQ community and that identity to something that was foreign and something that was white and stateside, we decided that we needed to be a part of not only the parade, but the movement that was growing in the Virgin Islands so that we can represent our people and show that we have always been here. We were born here, we are raised here. We give back to our community, not just in tax dollars, but you know, in brain power, you know, we contribute to the development of the Virgin Islands. So that's really our reason for being to for existing and being here and serving our population and doing the work that we do. 
I'm hearing about how this organization started, and I'm very curious about, you mentioned some barriers that have happened, even like participating in the parade, right? So I want to know more, have those barriers changed? And, or if there's new barriers, how have those barriers come up for One Love? Here is how Jamal responded. I think historically, when we're thinking about it, there has always been, you know, gay people can exist in Caribbean spaces that, you know, that they've never existed. And sometimes in seeing this, we have this population that thinks that this is foreign, that this is something that has never existed, think that being gay was something that came from the States when we've long had this history of non-heterosexual queer people existing in the Virgins and in the Caribbean as a whole. Jay, Bobby, and Jamal mentioned that one of the barriers that they often have to confront is around the perception that being gay is something that is foreign, that is not necessarily part of the Caribbean culture. And a lot of what One Love does is really to change the narrative around these perceptions in the version the u.s version islands and the larger caribbean i mean we can even go into the history of it i've i've known that the virgin islands was sort of like this kind of gay hot spot for a while up until i believe it was hurricane hugo i think it was so the History has, the history has been there. We have always been there. And I think maybe it's always been, you know, it kind of got removed. Something that came up as a part of this conversation is how the culture of the U.S. Virgin Islands and the Caribbean are often very conservative, right? And also how an organization such as One Love really is about pushing up against this narrative and challenging that the culture of the U.S. Virgin Islands and the Caribbean only is one thing and only looks one way. We do have to consider the fact that the Virgin Islands, like many other Caribbean societies, is very, very conservative. It has always been this place of, you know, you know, get married and do this and do that. And, you know, you're supposed to do these things, you know, do all these quote unquote, I guess, quote unquote, the right things. And I guess sometimes being gay did not necessarily, you know, align with that stuff. In this conversation about LGBTQ rights in the Virgin Islands and the larger Caribbean, we talked about is race and how this is on a really an essential part of the conversation around what does it mean to um, be black and queer and what does that mean in the context of the Caribbean? Basically meaning that I, I feel like white people, whether they're born here or they came here, have more privilege being gay in the Caribbean. And I kind of feel like they're more respected than us, to be honest. Like not not to not to make being gay a part of this this explanation, but I kind of feel like those 
homophobic black men in our community respect white men more than they ex- respect LGBTQ people. Like I've I've seen it. Like even if you put us all on a panel and there's one white gay man on the panel, that that white gay man will, will get more respect than a black lesbian woman who is from Sinkroyan, just like us raised in the community. So I kind of feel like white people in the Virgin Islands, white queer people are more respected by locals than we actually are. I don't know why that's the case, but it's something that I've seen. We are going to take a quick break and we will continue when we return. This season on the Labyrinth of the First Gen, we want to continue the discussion with you. So after the show, please join us on our Facebook group called Labyrinth of First Gen, where we will continue the discussion of this episode. We want to hear more from our audience. We want to hear what are some things that you learned, what are some things that surprised you, or if you know any more about this topic, we will also love to hear your feedback. I will add the link to the Facebook discussion group in the description of the show. And we are back. This is the Labyrinth of the First Gen. Jamal then mentioned that despite a lot of the barriers that the LGBTQ population encounters that there has been progression over the last um, few years. I believe that there has always been this sort of, you know, there's always been this kind of barrier that existed. But I think from the time that I've been back home and seen things there has been this progression well we had a sort of gay pride walk last year and the fact that that can exist that it can that it exists that it is able to happen and we do not have animosity we do not have people you know driving by saying you know slurs or anything like that we know that that population still exists but to see the difference that has happened, that, you know, this is a space that has been created and people are pretty much, you know, like Patrice Roberts said, drinking water and minding their business. <laughs> That's, it's, 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 we know that it's getting better, but at the same time, the activism must continue and the, just, just, just the, forwardness must continue just the just continuing this movement of telling people hey you know you may be a little different but there's nothing wrong with you and i think there's there's that's what existed we've had i don't think we've necessarily had the space to say hey you know you're fine there's absolutely nothing wrong with you and i think there's so many more there's a generation now that is growing up in realizing that, yeah, there is nothing wrong with you. Yes, we still have to combat some of the other things that exist with that. I'd say we still have a a market population of, you know, we know that there's always a population of those who may not necessarily be comfortable 
enough to you know express their identities but happening here and it, it it's like a little piece break that glass ceiling will shatter well i'll also like to point out that jamal is our board member on sintamas so he can give more of what's going on in the ground on St. Thomas and we can give more of what's going on in the ground on St. Croix because we do want to make sure that the entire Virgin Islands is involved in this movement and the entire Virgin Islands is what's changing. Something that you mentioned that I didn't know is that you have board members in other places too, like St. Thomas. Can you talk about, in terms of like One Love Has Known organization, who is like represented? Earlier, you spoke about alliances that you have, like even in Belize or other places, English-speaking um, Caribbean. Who is represented on the board? We do have different members of the LGBTQ community, and we also have a couple of allies. So all the sexual orientations are represented, represented including trans and non-binary. And then we have Jamal as our only board member right now on St. Thomas. However, we're working with a locally run St. Thomas LGBTQ organization, STT Pride, St. Thomas Pride. They're just like us. Working with them during Pride was probably one of my best experiences working with an ally just because they're they're black they're local they're queer they get it most of the most of the barriers that we face they face the same thing and they also know what it is to do this work from a place of least privilege we have the alliance with saint thomas pride and we also work with some other organization on saint croix saint croix pride sometimes we work with them they do more of the activities during pride and they do have board members that are not from here and not local. They are able to receive more funding. In my opinion, they receive more funding than, than we do from their sources. One Love also has allies in the Eastern Caribbean. As it relates to allies in the Eastern Caribbean, there's this organization called ECAID. It's called Eastern Caribbean Alliance for Sexual Diversity and Equality. And that is a membership organization of all LGBTQ organizations in the Caribbean. So there are organizations from Jamaica, Trans Transwave Jamaica and JFLAG Jamaica. There are organizations from Dominica, Belize, St. Kitts, Nevis, Grenada. You name it, there is an organization from every Caribbean island in that alliance. Jay, Bobby, and Jamal mention that although there are a lot of alliances from English-speaking Caribbean countries and the larger Caribbean, there are differences when it comes to the access and funding for the organizations uh, because they are U.S. territories. But also there are differences when it comes to the queer populations within their countries as well. One Love is a part of that alliance. We can receive funding as long as it's it relates to us because, you know, being a U.S. territory, some of the funding don't go to us because they, they basically see us of, as having rights that others don't, other Caribbean countries. You know, it's still illegal in Jamaica to engage in same-sex same sexual activities. You know, that's still on the books against the law. A lot of those countries are still fighting to just be able to 
practice same-sex partnership. Whereas us as a U.S. territory, we have the right to marry. You know, like we have the right to actually marry, but we did not achieve that right through our VI legislation. Despite having this federal right as a U.S. territory, that there are also complexities around what does that mean and the perceptions and the questions around if this was a, a right that the U.S. territories such as St. Croix wanted or if it was something that was imposed. So we talked about how this is a pretty complicated um, subject. We got that as a federal right, you know, and that even goes into what we, what we, why we do the work and why we have to have these presentations and these conversations because a lot of people feel like the reason why we're allowed to have all these rights and the reason why we're allowed to exist is because of colonialization. Like they didn't get to choose whether or not we can marry, we can be in healthy relationships. They feel like it was just forced upon them by the United States. So there's like so many complexities that goes into it. <laughs> I know you mentioned um, Pride March as being one of the, the activities that you do. I would love to hear more about um, your community activities that you do in St. Croix and um, representing St. Thomas and other places. Um, how does that um, align? We recently, we've been doing a lot of uh, presentations and education for the community. It's been, we've seen a lot of forward movement, forward movement and, and uh, embracing of LGBT people within a lot of community-based community organizations. So, uh, and, and, and service-oriented organizations. So for instance, uh, recently, um, Jay and Brittany um, had a presentation to, I think it was like a, a board of uh, teachers. What was it? Principals and administrators of um, public schools. Yeah, so a, a really, really powerful presentation to a very influential group of people who reached out because they wanted to know more about the LGBT, LGBT community and learn how they could better support coworkers and, and, and students who are LGBT. LGBT. Recently, we've had. The, I think it was Sergeant Hayward of the VIPD, Virgin Islands Police Department, reach out uh, to different uh, LGBT organizations, including One Love, and others including St. Croix Pride and VI, VI Pride. And we've, we've recently spoken at the Take Back the Night with, with the Women's Coalition, which is an organization for ending domestic violence and so like we've been doing a lot of education in the community spreading awareness and it's really great because those three activities that we just listed are all instances where the community reached out to us to say hey we really want to to, to learn more we, we want to understand more so it shows that not only are we are we are, are is our impact reaching other people but also People are generally interested and open in learning more about what it means to be LGBT in the Virgin Islands. 
Something that was emphasized in the beginning was how One Love supports the LGBTQ population of color. And Jay talked more about how One Love does this. As it relates to pride activities, we basically try to, like like I said, our our main audience is the local black and brown population, LGBTQ population. So we try to do activities that are culturally sensitive. We did talk about the impact, the impact of what One Love is doing for the queer population in St. Croix and the larger Caribbean and what this meant for their community. One of the activities that we did, not this Pride, but last Pride when we were working with XCX Pride is we did a Vogue party in a nightclub. Actually, the president, the former president of One Love reached out to me and he said that the activity allowed him to cure his trauma because he never thought that he would be allowed to be gay in that nightclub and dance and have nothing happen to him. So we do activities like that. We also do educational activities, at least one educational activity every Pride. This year, we did a panel discussion with our ally, St. Thomas Pride. It was actually live stream and it got over 1,000 views. And we did that educational panel just so that people can know what their queer experience is like in the Virgin Islands across generations. So we did, we had panel members from millennials to Gen Z and I want to, I don't want to say baby boomer because I don't want to age anybody, but the seasoned. <laughs> we made sure that we had all those three age group talk about their experiences of being queer so that the audience can see where we came from, where we are right now, and see what we need to work on. Like the younger generation got to share what their needs were being the up and coming generation. We do we do those type of activities. One Love also does a lot of family-friendly activities for LGBTQ families to have them more actively involved and to also provide a space where these families can come in and feel part of a community. One thing that we do that is, or that we have done that is interesting cross-generationally is extended spaces or had created events for families. There was a, a, a pool party that was for families. There was a, a spoken word and performance art, open mic that was for families. So a lot of the events that we have done have allowed for, you know, people of multiple generations to come in in the form of a family unit. If it's two queer parents or children who are LGBTQ, we want to create that environment where the whole family can come out and they can come to a function. We had a pool, a family-friendly pool party for, for that community. So we try to do events 
And we do listen to the community a lot. So we will do events geared towards what we think the community needs or things that they requested, family-friendly events or a nightclub event where you're hearing your local music. Because, you know, Lady Gaga is queer, but we ain't grow up on Lady Gaga. We, we grew up on Strata. You know, we grew up with Calypso, dancehall. That's what we want to hear in the club. So we're creating those spaces that are cult- culturally sensitive where we can be our not only our best queer selves, but our best Caribbean selves. Seneme to the One Love team, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing really your impact, your wisdom, and all of the the beautiful work that you're doing in the U.S. Virgin Islands and in the Caribbean. Please go and check out the One Love Facebook page and I'm going to put that link in the description of the show notes. This episode will be part two sequel so tune in to hear the rest of part two dropping next week Tuesday. You're going to hear a lot more about the work that One Loves does and also what are some things that they are actively moving forward towards for the future of the organization. So if you can review this episode or if you want to also join us in our conversation in the Facebook group, we would love to hear more from you. And as I usually say, be in peace, folks, and see you later.